calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast, this is podcast 115. I am Alex and I am joined by Daniel Kruper. Hello. Tom Butler. Hello. And we have a very special guest, Mr. Sean Murray. Hello. How are you doing? Good, very good. So Sean, you head up Hello Games, the uh, company responsible for Joe Danger. Yeah, that's right. What, what does that mean, you head it up? So do you do everything? Um, <laughs> do you program, do you print the discs? <laughs> uh, what else? A bit of that goes on, yeah, because we're like a small little indie yeah. studio. Uh, so I guess yeah I'm one of the founders um, I make the tea uh, I, <laughs> I do a lot of the programming and stuff like that as well um, but yeah do all sorts really how did you kind of get into it because it's a question that we get asked a lot on our side how do you get into kind of writing about games but equally how do you get into making games uh I think I was quite lucky in that I joined a company that was really small at the time, which was Criterion. Yep. Um, and that was like my first job out of uni kind of thing. Wow. And they became really big and did Burnout and Black and a few of those and yeah. got bought by EA. And uh, that was around about the time I left, basically, right. and uh, started up Hello Games. So what was your first game for Criterion? Uh, it was Burnout. Burnout 1. Yeah, uh, Burnout, go. well, a one of the versions of Burnout 1. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> I remember sitting in a demo with Alex Ward, who I think is still at Criterion or That's whatever right, they're yeah. kind of called now, and him sort of explaining the kind of theory behind it. But uh, that was many, many moons ago. Yeah, that was a really small team at the time. I think yeah. it was like 10 people on Burnout. Yeah. yeah, and now they've been sucked up into the uh, EA Borg. <laughs> <laughs> the collective. Exactly. <laughs> so, so was that a conscious decision then to go back to a team of 10 people? Uh, yeah, go back so, to a really small team, definitely. I mean, that's. I think when you, know, you said people say, oh, I want to get into games, yeah. right? They picture a small little room of yeah. people that's certainly yeah. what I did I mean you see like the Assassin's Creed team or whatever yeah. and it's like 300 people and they can't all fit in one photo in different whatever. offices yeah, around yeah, the world exactly. different, yeah different that's developers not what you picture you know and when you start thinking about what that means what it's like 
you know, is it's not really making games almost. Yeah. You know, you're making this one very small part. You might be the guy who makes swords or yeah. a particular type of sword or something you like that. You spend an entire know. year doing that, which it, yeah. is probably not really what you got into the games industry for. Yeah, I mean, I think the really criterion was like uh, 25 or 30 people in total yeah. when I joined. Um, and we thought that was quite big, actually. Uh, and I think I left like a few years later and it was about three or four hundred people. Wow. Um, so that's So what did you huge. study at university then? Uh, I did uh, I did computer science um, just because I wanted to get into games. Wow. Um, but what I learned at uni wasn't really, uh, didn't really help me, you know, get into games actually, you know, because it was things like e-commerce and HTML and things like right, that that I didn't right. want to. They don't really teach games properly i right, don't think right. no. you know it's, it, it's the same with me is that i learned so much uh, on the job rather than yeah. you know through any formal kind of training um and learning off good people you've just got to be really like passionate about it i guess and yeah and i certainly was like i did nothing but games i did nothing but play games read about games yeah you know kind of mess around with my own stuff and that kind of thing you know? yeah it was, you know, I didn't really think of anything else. I have no idea what I would do if I wasn't doing this. We're going we're gonna to talk a bit more about uh, Hello Games and Joe Danger a bit later on, I guess. Absolutely. But you're staying for the rest of the podcast, right? Yeah. Lovely. So also this week we had our Mario Kart 7 meetup uh, where, well, I would say most of them beat us at Mario Kart. Or Pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. Pretty well, much. it wasn't really fair because we had some professionals turn up. We had some people who were insanely good at Mario Kart. Yeah. Like we we all set um, the fastest track on Luigi's Mansion on Mario Kart Seven. Yeah, and we had respectable times. What about forty three seconds, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And then somebody came in and it was thirty five. Yeah, yeah. shaved off for a, well, for a while. <laughs> for a while, it was coming down to forty one. Forty one was coming about the best, and then all of a sudden it was down to thirty nine. Ricky got thirty nine, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, this guy comes in and he's like, just like this unassuming guy, and he's like, yeah, I just did thirty five. It's like, what, sorry, what? 35. 35 seconds. Are you yeah. some sort of Jedi or what? It was, it was ridiculous. But was that the Mario Kart champ? Yeah, that was Sammy. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, and he had a business card that says, uh, yeah, Mario Kart champion. So he was a professional, yeah. like you said. He you was, know. yeah. He, like he competes. I was speaking to him afterwards. He, um, he showed me a lap that he did on Rainbow Road on his phone that he filmed. I've never seen it. Rain Man. <laughs> really? It's Rain Man. And he competes every year in France. Rainbow Road Man. Yeah. Rainbow but, surely, <laughs> but surely that can't be his job. He's got a business card that says Mario Kart champ, but yeah. surely he does more than that. I don't know if you can make much of a living out of that, to be honest. Exactly. It's, it's not like Starcraft. Do you know what's even put on these overalls that was sponsored by cigarette brands? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a big mushroom. <laughs> He's going to be good. Yeah, but thanks for everyone for coming down. I think it was one of the best events we've ever put on. Um, Next time, I think we should get a bigger room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, honestly, it was like Glastonbury or something in like one room with about 200 people or something in I say it wasn't 200 people. I just stand on a chair to see what was going on. Well, that's like, little. Little. I was going to say that's yeah. pretty standard. Five foot eight. Five foot eight. <laughs> um, but yeah, I quite, it was quite empowering. Yeah. Standing on the chair. Uh, but <laughs> people came down, we gave away loads of free stuff. But I think the, the, the takeaway from it was that we're going to do loads more of these next year. Yeah. Uh, re- my, my plan is that we should take it out on the road. And like, there's so many different places we could go and do it. But um, We should get a van. As opposed to the pub that's literally a stone yeah. throw from our Maybe office. Maybe we'll make it <laughs> further than the pub across the Not road. Not that we're lazy or anything. <laughs> but we did have a lot of uh, swag to carry across, so that's our God, excuse. there was so much free stuff. So uh, congrats to Matt, I guess, for winning the 3D, 3DS. Yep. Um but if you weren't there, don't worry, because we have another Nintendo 3DS for you to win. Um, 
It's a 3DS bundle, Ice White, with Super Mario Kart uh, 7 and Mario Land 3D. And to enter the competition to, for a chance to win, we want your best Mario Kart-themed jokes. What was yours, Alex? Well, it's not Mario Kart, but it's Mario. All oh, right, you want Mario-based jokes, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, no, 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 but I, I don't mind. I, I can't say the jokes again. I've said this about the fourth time I've Go said on, them. Sean's podcast. maybe right. not heard them. <laughs> okay. What kind of uh, mobile phone does uh, Mario use? I don't know. Uh, me a Motorola. <laughs> uh, what's his favourite kind of fruit? Even know. better, a watermelon. <laughs> so, so we know you can do better than that. such a stretch. <laughs> I never said they were good, but you're all laughing. So if you can send your uh, competition entries to ukcomps at ign.com uh, with the um, subject matter Mario Kart, um, and we will pick a winner, I guess, in two weeks' time. Should we give Sounds it two good. weeks? Yeah, just before, just before Christmas. Just before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, so you might not get it for Christmas, but uh, you'll have the knowledge that you've got a shiny white 3DS coming your way. That's not really fair. You have the knowledge that you'll have something nice, but you won't <laughs> I might, I might take it. it home and use it as well. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. it's got my fingerprints on <laughs> it. It won't so. quite be ice white. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, so anyway, moving on, we're going to uh, look at the, the charts for this week. And um, Tom, you made the predictions for the games charts How last did I week. Do? Uh, so you predicted Cod of War. Cod of War? <laughs> 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 Call of Duty Modern Warfare, excuse me. James uh, Pond's coming back. <laughs> now, that would be amazing. Uh, would stay at number one, and of course you were correct. And then you said um, a revival for FIFA 12, um, but coming back to number three, but it actually came back to number two in the charts. Who saw that coming? I did. Well, you saw some of it, but trend, you didn't yeah. see it like, picking up quite as much. So what came in at number, t- uh, number three? So, uh, so FIFA 12, sorry. Uh, uh, no, Assassin's Creed Revelations uh, dropped down to number three. Ah, so I got the right games, wrong order. Right games, wrong order. So, well done to you. And uh, did you predict the entry point for Mario Kart? Uh, Daniel says I did. Yeah, we asked you, where do you think Mario Kart would come? Tom said eighth. Came eighth. And it did. Wow. There you go. Wow. It's like the Oracle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. What do I get? Uh, You get the opportunity to answer a question. How many dance games are in the top 40? Oh. And in, in, I'm including Zumba in that because it's kind of dancey. I can't believe Zumba Fitness 2 is out as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. They're yeah, both amazing. in the top 40. All right, I'm going sa- to say there are 11 dancing-based games in the top wow, 40. Wow, 11. Not quite that many. Um, <laughs> Tom does dance when he plays Mario Kart, though. So. <laughs> okay. Sean, how many dance games I'm do you think? I'm going to say eight. Okay. Six. Well, you can see my piece of paper. You I can't. <laughs> right. There are six. indeed six. I didn't know that. Uh, I just love dance games. <laughs> So, for a winning bonus point, Ubisoft has four of those six. Okay. Can you name them? Just Dance? Yes. Zumba? CB, isn't it? Mm, yes. And, um, uh, no. We Dance? No. <laughs> I'm just guessing. <laughs> That's probably a game. We, yeah, we, it must yeah. be a game. We, we Dance? We Conga. <laughs> Zumba. <laughs> Oh, no, just tell us. Zumba, is that your shape? Okay. You well, a fitness game. Sorry, there was three at Ubisoft. Um, just Dance 3, all heard of. That's in it. Um, number four. Um, Michael Jackson Experience. That's still in there, and that's been out for what? Wow, we went year? to the launch party a year <laughs> <I know>. ago. <laughs> that's still in there, number 21. And then I didn't even know they released this. ABBA, You Can Dance. Oh. That's Assassin's Creed Foxtrot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, congratulations to Ubisoft for flogging a dead horse. Well done. <laughs> Um, they don't have actually they've got five of the uh, top games which company has the most games in the top 40 Nintendo Nintendo's joint first with EA nope ooh 
EA only has three. Mm. Nintendo has six. And one other company has six. Ubisoft? They have five. Oh. Uh, Activision. I was surprised by this. No. So what, what tell us that? Microsoft. Because ah. a lot of their Kinect games ah. uh, are in there. Like Kinect Sports Season 2 is uh, in there. Kinect Sports 1 is in there. So I don't. there must be... I know, doing some kind of bundling or whatever. Gears of War is in there at number number 40. So there you go. That's the uh, UK games charts. Moving on to movie charts. Chris predicted that Happy Feet 2 would be number one. He was incorrect. He predicted that Twilight would be number two. He was incorrect. And he predicted that Hugo would be number three. And he was incorrect. So he got nothing right. So well done, Chris. Chris That's why he's our movie expert, yeah. (laughs) So uh, in actual fact, Arthur Christmas went back up to number one. So Just never underestimate. The power of Santa. Is it the word of mouth or is it just the fact that it's coming up to Christmas? Yeah, I think it's got good reviews and a lot of people are really enjoying it. Mm. It is word of mouth. It's definitely got it's got presence at the cinema. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Happy Feet Two uh, came in at number two. I honestly I have no idea who watches these films, but Happy Two, Happy Feet Two, number two, and then Twilight number three. Hugo didn't go in uh, to number four. Oh, Hugo didn't, or it did? It, oh, sorry, it did go in at number four. How did the thing do? Uh, number five. Are you going to do your favourite bit now? No, I, uh, it's, Sean, normally at this point I take the piss out of some unknown <laughs> film that makes no money. <laughs> um, but it's not that bad. Like, So there were two films that only uh, aired on one screen, Surviving Life and The Last Waltz, and both of them made two and a half grand, which is not that bad. Him. For one screen, that's not bad. I, exactly, that's why I'm two a little bit disappointed. How bad, how bad is it normally? Oh, you get <laughs> some films that made like £200. It's like... Ooh, that's quite These bad. are art house films, though, that probably will make a lot of money on DVD, and you're mercifully mocking them. Yes. <laughs> that's what I do, yes. Uh, so, anyway, Daniel, I think you're going to predict. I'll do the games predictions this week. You I'll do, do the movie predictions? Yeah, I can do that. Please do better than Chris, because that, quite frankly, is shambolic. So, we'll do this at the end of the show. I think Sean should do it. Oh, yeah, should yeah, that's it. Ah. Games and movie expert Sean. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> do it. That's it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how good at you least really the games, are. At least the games. Okay. Uh, moving on to the, the news and uh, Sean you've got the first piece of news in that Joan Danger special edition release date has been revealed yes <laughs> to, to everyone including <laughs> us <laughs> <laughs> yeah we found out last night um, so it's out on December the 14th which is really really soon so that's next week next week crazy and you didn't find out about it until you read about it on the internet yeah the internet knows everything though (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing people tweeted it at us so that's how we found out so you're gonna head home after this and finish it up yeah yeah get it ready (laughs) yeah yeah, now we're nervous (laughs) so it's joe danger special edition it's coming to xbox xbox live yeah yeah that's right and uh actually the the new dash went up uh yesterday which is quite funny the new dash went up and for whatever like quirky technical reasons uh the two games that you got presented with was sonic cd and joe danger both of which aren't out um so people just <laughs> saw them and went to them and couldn't download them right uh but weirdly uh people still rated us so they oh, still really? rated the game even though they couldn't download it again the internet has probably yeah. played it it was finished like, it. like you could see how many ratings and we started off at like a few hundred or whatever and we were 
we were at like 4.8 out of 5, which was really good. Wait till For a game, game that you can't play. <laughs> we were like, These we should <laughs> never release it. But then it started to go down and it was at about 4.3, which is I imagine people getting frustrated when they realize they couldn't. Don't, don't you just love that? Yeah, I like. I like it. I was like, we better release it now because it's just going to go down and down. It's got to be better. <laughs> please, please go up. Yeah. It's like when you see reviews on Amazon like six months before a game's out. Oh, you see, oh, this is the best game ever. Yeah. <laughs> what have you played? What have you seen? One screenshot is the best game. <laughs> to be ever fair, made. that's you know in any kind of comment box on IGN as well. Like yeah, people saying this game is better than that game, and you know, so far it's just an announcement. Like, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But I really liked it. I was, I was delighted. <laughs> rating us. It's exactly. doing well. <laughs> so we were amazed when you told us how soon it went from being gold to being on available to to come out. How, when when did it go gold? It went gold uh, on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it's like eight days. Yeah. And that's pretty crazy. Full steam ahead. Yeah. Are you excited? So, yeah, very excited and nervous. I mean, took us totally unawares almost because yeah. um, these things normally take much longer. Um, but it's cool, you know, and it's great that it'll be out for Christmas, which is what people want. I so think. what makes this edition of Joe Danger so special? What's special What's about special, special edition? <laughs> uh, well, we've added quite a lot. Um, See, so you guys were just playing it there. Uh, we've added this area called the lab, um, which was actually like Joe Danger when we first started making it around my like, kitchen table or whatever uh, that's what we started out with was this this like lab area you know and we put grid markings down on the ground and that kind of thing yeah. um, and just measured everything out and started building the game there and we built these courses first and we thought wouldn't it be cool to play a game through these and then built like a motorbike and started getting the physics better and better to yeah. like make that fun um, and you know that as we developed the game, just kind of grew and grew, but we never released it. We never thought about releasing it, but kind of after the game came out, like on PSN, that's what we were still playing. We were still playing the lab. We'd still challenge each other because yep. they were like the kind of pinnacle of levels or whatever. <laughs> um, and when we got the chance to do special edition, when we got the chance to come out on XBLA, we were like, we should totally release it. You cool. know, it was like a regret for us to not have done that. Um, but obviously we had to like, we, built it out into proper game mode so that's probably the biggest thing yeah. that's i would say that's probably like you know the the normal games probably about 20 hours of gameplay um is the if, fastest if you're I've, good if you yeah, good. <laughs> that's the fast, fastest i've seen someone do it is about 18 hours or something wow. like that wow. um and but like i we do it in about six to eight hours but we know everything yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to have played the game a lot to, yeah. to do that um but then we've added the lab and that's probably another like 15 hours of gameplay but wow. it's kind of a different style of gameplay so it's not like people necessarily want to play 35 or 40 hours of jet Ager, but the lab is kind of uh, is more like a challenge mode. They're gotcha. really short levels. They're kind of fun. They've got a lot of replayability. Yeah. We've added that, and we've added loads of unlockables in there, which was something that we never really had in the first one, like new characters and kind of different items, different things that unlock for you. So it's much more, that's a kind of a, a fun and rewarding. It was, you know, it was that chance, like we've got this yeah. game that's finished. Let's just add fun stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. stuff that we really like or whatever. Who's the uh, who's the best at it in your office? Is it you? Uh, no, it's not me. <laughs> and that kills me to say that. And it's taken me about a year to be able to say that out loud. Uh, but it's just, uh, you can't argue with it. Like Grant, 
who made a lot of the levels, he's he's definitely the best. And you would it, hope that a level designer would know his own levels pretty well and it, therefore be yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, but it, it it kills me. He's he's just generally good at games. And right. It, I, I wish one day <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to beat him at something. You know how you always have that nemesis. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, tell us who play Mario Kart all week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our nemesis changes every day. <laughs> um, in other news, Skyrim. Yeah, I suppose this is one of the big news stories of the week. Um, people who bought Skyrim on PS3 have been encountering problems when they've been playing major more problems. than 20 hours, I think, is when the problem first occurs. Around that point, the save game data just grows in size astronomically, and therefore it, it really impacts on the way the frame rate of the game, and it slows to a, a rate that's almost unplayable. It is unplayable. It's literally two yeah. frames per second is it, it, the worst that I've heard. Yeah, yeah. And in the last few days, Josh Sawyer, who works at Obsidian, who worked on um, New Vegas, yeah, has come out and saying that this is something specific to the way that um, the PS3 sort of apportions memory. Then Peter Hines from um, Bethesda has come out and saying that's not true. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. We've updated the text like sufficiently since then, but I'm not very technically minded, so I don't know how what to really draw from those statements yeah. and who to believe, but... Um, I suppose Sean does. <laughs> <laughs> Having worked on both... Co- it's like, are there major challenges between them? And this isn't like f- fanboy baiting. It's just actual general, genuine curiosity. So, so genuinely, it's a funny thing because nobody likes to talk about it because it like upsets people yeah, if you yeah. own one console or the other or whatever. But um, I think, you know, in programming, like just to be a little bit weird and technical for a bit is... Uh, the 360 is a little bit more like a PC. So people who have been PC developers, which a lot of people growing up programming, that's what they've done before. It's like that. Uh, The PS3 isn't, I don't think, harder, even though a lot of people say it is. I think it's harder if you're coming from like that PC background. Like I came from kind of a PS2 background, like a Criterion and stuff. Um, And going on to the PS3 is just kind of, natural and jet danger we did on yeah, they, yeah you just kind of learned to think in a different way or whatever so don't think it's harder but it's not you know it's just different it's just different yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's definitely i mean we used to to joke that like if you're if you're a programmer you know it's where it's the battleground PS3 where you prove your manhood. You know? it's like, <laughs> like it's quite an enjoyable thing. Like um, you'll often find really very good programmers will love working on the PS3, you know, because right. it just has that. That's the test. Yeah, That's exactly. Challenges, wow. you yeah. know, the proving ground. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose the kind of serious question in this story is whether Bethesda knew about these problems when they shipped the game I guess yeah. and which obviously they've not responded to that and it's, accusation it's a very widespread problem as well it's not a, you know a few people yeah. like we've seen it in uh, IGN here I know Bethesda um, have issued now um, a sort of um, advice about how to how to do how to try and avoid it and mm. uh, I t- turning off auto save is one um, also making uh, waiting and uh, sleeping a lot during the game as well is supposed to improve it but um but it, and also making sure you've got two gig of free space on your on your hard drive to make sure you've got enough space but um but it, fundamentally that's it's not fair a broken game yeah surely yeah I think um I've actually got the problem on PS3 right um and 
I think, you know, I would say they probably would have known about it, but yeah. maybe didn't realize how often it the was scale. going to happen. Yeah. I think that was yeah. maybe, like, if they had more time, they would have been able to rectify that, but the pressure to release it on all formats on yeah. the same day is just so tremendous that maybe that pressure overrides Yeah, I'm still glad I got the game when I did. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, that would be day worse one. if I was Otherwise, still waiting for it. that would massively impact Sony. You know. Well, yeah. But are you finding it unplayable or...? Uh, yeah, uh, right. You know, but I haven't. Um, I've, uh, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Kind of, I've been taken with Skyward Sword. Yeah, 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 so yeah. It's okay. Which runs? <laughs> which runs a dream? Well, just, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, <laughs> looks a little bit ropey, but yeah. Apart from that, but uh, yeah, uh, we were saying, Daniel, that at what point does it become? You know, call for a product recall. It's like, yeah, I that's the thing. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, you should let us know, listeners, if you're having problems with Skyrim, email us at IGNUKfeedback at IGN.com and tell us if Tom's top tips managed to get you through your problems. Yeah, they're all on the Bethesda blog, though, so um, if you want to go on there, yeah, <laughs> sleep a lot. Then the frame rate's not so bad. Stop playing it for a bit until they fix it. That's <laughs> <laughs> advice. Official advice from Bethesda. Yeah. Uh, so last week we reported, was it last week we reported that Guillermo del Toro was definitely playing Khan? Oh, the week before. Oh, the week before it was, he, he was rumoured, <laughs> and then it was now he's definitely playing Khan, and now, now he's actually definitely not and playing he's, Khan. Uh, he's not a Klingon, Tom. And now, <laughs> no, he's not. Yes. If I'd say he was a Klingon. Uh, so, so yeah, Benicio Del Toro was lined up to play Khan and apparently he's getting out now while the getting is good. So he's out. Um, he'll not be playing Khan or anyone in Star Trek 2. So, mm-hmm. so that's sad, really. Um, I've heard rumours that it's about how much he was getting paid, but uh, you never know with these things, do you? You never know. Such an iconic character, though, yeah. from the first movies. Maybe you just didn't want to like, have that much artificial tan on. He's <laughs> quite a tanned man. Amazing Khan, though. Um, <laughs> it does sound amazing. But I guess he, uh, one of the other things was that he had to, he came under a lot of um, scrutiny from Star Trek fans, and it's a big role to fill, I guess. Maybe he's uh, just casting an unknown. Yeah, I think that's what it needs. Um, but there you go, sad news, sad news. About one of my most anticipated films and not Alex's. Not mine, you, you are correct. Sorry, I, I just didn't particularly like Star Trek. Okay, Sean, Star Trek the movie. The new right, one. The, the new one. The most yeah. recent one. Good or bad? I liked to see yeah but what is this, yeah it's not gushing <laughs> unlike these two idiots uh, one of the best action <laughs> films of the past five years oh please oh, no. uh, well <laughs> counter examples please Can, uh, what, of what yeah better what better action better? films in the last five years yeah, okay I can't think of any <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't necessarily uh, I would still say it's a seven out of ten movie no. no, it's at least an eight, but I'd say it's a nine. You measure films out of five anyway, so you're just showing how much you don't know. <laughs> well, mm. one, one we thing for me was... stars on IGN. <laughs> 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 Which is the same. It's not the same. I went in thinking it would be really bad. Yeah. You know, because I'd seen the trailers and seen, like, you know, kind of the... the it was like Star Trek Kids or something like yeah, that. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I expected it to be really bad, which means that you're always going to like that. expectations, yeah. You know, it's always, it's always better than what you're fearing. Yeah. See, I, I wanted it, and I know we're going off on a tangent here, <laughs> I wanted it to, to completely forget about old Star Trek and be a complete reboot. And the fact that it had... I can see why, why fans would be up in arms, because if, if they did the same to Doctor Who, which they... It sounded like they were going to do. Then I would have been very upset. I like, that I like of, the callbacks to the old Star Trek. But they, what they, what they aren't saying is, is what you know from before isn't valid. What they're saying is, we like what you did before. Yeah. But we, this is a new way of looking. It's at a it. canonical reboot. Yeah, That's exactly. The genius of it. 
Um, I thought he made a right hash of the way they did it. <laughs> anyway, right. Uh, my piece of news is Last Guardian is on its last legs. Um, so, well, uh, well, well, we don't know that. We don't I'm just glamorising it. Last week or the week before, <laughs> yeah, uh, the studio head, Ueda, left um, to go, go freelance, although he is still working on Last Guardian. Yeah, he's no longer officially at ICO, but he is, uh, the, he's freelancing to yeah. complete the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe there's more money to be made as a freelancer. I don't know. Jeez, tax purposes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's living in Jersey. Um, but then the exec producer is now left. So, uh, excuse my pronunciation, but it's Yo- Yo- Yoshifusa Hayama. There you go. Is joining Boss Studios. As and he's left Sony. Director. So yes, he, he, wasn't, has, he yes. wasn't at IK, he was at Sony. But he was still the exec producer yeah, on the game. Yeah. Um, and God, I can't even remember the last time. When, when this, did the first trailer for that come out? Uh, it's been a long TGS time. TGS 2010. It wasn't a TGS this year at all. But I, I saw it at all. quite a long time before it came out into the public eye. And still, I've not really seen much else since then. So it's probably about four years ago. I don't know why I've got the... You know, what is that creature in it? The, like the, the, the hyena bird the dog cat thing. It's got the image yeah. of someone taking it out back and just shooting it. <laughs> Yeah. That's quite bad. When you said it's on its last legs, I almost felt it's like the film Old Yeller. That's where they just it's got I don't know, it's got it's gone septic. That's what has to happen when they yeah. when they can it. Yeah, but it was you know, the same when they can Milo. That's yeah. what they had to do. Oh god. Oh no, that's really sad. Milo a, can you recognise this gun? Yes. You have just to put this blindfold yeah, on. You, Milo. you just have to use connect to bury him under the patio. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and then you can just see a swing in the breeze, moving backwards yeah. and forwards, and that bit of paper floating away in the breeze. Uh, I'm glad Milo went away. <laughs> but interestingly, the guy, the exec producer, has gone to work on social games because he he claims that uh, with Flash being as advanced as now, you can have social games that look as good as fully priced console games. So I've boss yet to see evidence. Boss of Studios, <laughs> Studios have released Monster Mine so far, which is a social game on. Uh, it's a bit like Sims, but you can send monsters into each other uh, cities and uh, attack your friends and stuff like that. A little bit like it's, it's Rampage. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Right. It's, it's quite cool. And they're just around the corner from us, and I think I'm going to go see them next week. So um, yeah. whether we'll get any update on, on what The Last Guardian Man's going to be doing, I don't know. But um, no. I hope he hasn't been tricked, and they've shown him like something amazing. <laughs> Sorry, and, I'm just going to Scratching, that's the tissue uh, on Daniel's microphone. Got cold. Um, yeah, but I hope he hasn't been duped into. Oh, this is what we can do with Flash, and they showed it to me like Charles <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gray. <laughs> Have you not seen um, Flash Eleven? <laughs> step up from Flash HTML Five. Well, that's amazing. If he has, and he's listening to this right now, there must be a clause in your contract. Um, but in other kind of walkout news, well, uh, Miyamoto is retiring. And <laughs> he got a phone call on his Mia Motorola, yeah. No. But he was retiring and now he's not. He's not retiring at all. So what was all this after? You, you it was, it was an interview that Miyamoto gave to Wired. And I, Wired reported that he was stepping down from his current position as head of entertainment and analysis. And he was step, taking a step back to work on different things. But Nintendo have come back and said that that's not true. I don't know whether it's a mistranslation or something like that. But what he's actually doing is he's got the same job, but he's just giving more responsibility to younger developers within Nintendo. Right. And wants them to take more responsibility and more initiative while he maybe works on some of his own ideas. 
Okay. That's the most recent statement from right. Nintendo this morning. So it's not makes sense. Yeah. It, I did think it came a little bit out of the blue. I saw it on <laughs> Twitter and I was like, what? Well, it all came of, kind of happened a bit overnight. And then I woke yeah. up this morning and I saw one saying Miyamoto's quit and then another saying, no, he hasn't. And then, then as soon as I get to work, I get an email from Nintendo saying it's, it's not fine. happening. It's weird, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I, mean, I haven't read the credit. original review yet, and the original interview with Wired, so do you mind, I imagine that's probably a translation yeah, issue. Yeah, I guess so. Are you a big fan of Miyamoto? Yeah, massive, massive Nintendo yeah. fan. I think it would be nice if he was actually working really closely with... Young developers. It's quite a nice image. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take him out back when they're not doing well and shooting them. Yeah. <laughs> right, not happy with Pikmin 3 again. <laughs> <Bam>. <laughs> That's why I never appeared on the Wii. <laughs> There'd be so many of them to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, 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 the little chubby purple one. Oh, I, couldn't, I couldn't shoot a Pikmin in the face. <laughs> <laughs> they just follow you around still. <laughs> They're ghosts. Oh. Uh, final piece of news is just ridiculous. Oh, God. I don't even know why. Well, I know why I'm including this, but uh, yeah. Your favourite Wookiee is appearing in your favourite TV show, Glee. Can you name me another Wookiee? <laughs> yes. Go on then. Lumpy. That's his son. <laughs> his son's called Lumpy. Bullshit. Why are you reading that? that story? I am going to... Lumpy. His son's called Lumpy. Okay, uh, so um, yeah, Chewbacca <laughs> is going to appear in the Fox series Glee. Uh, there was a few photos that had been tweeted of him on set a few weeks ago and everyone was like, what's going on? But yeah... Um, so he's going to appear it's a throwback and a tribute to the Star Wars holiday special and the Judy Garland Christmas special so it's basically <laughs> sorry I don't know <laughs> it's, uh, whether they'll sing the Life Day song from he's, he's Star got, Wars Christmas he's a, special he's a, he's a tremendous baritone so yeah yeah <laughs> what's, the, what's the verdict Al? well his name's not Lumpy alright what's he called then <laughs> um, who is Lumpy then well hang on a minute it's, it's Lumpa Waru ah. so maybe to his friends he's <laughs> Lumpy yes. I didn't realise you were that close with it Lumpy's the nickname of have you seen um, Bill Murray's character in Scrooged is he it's called yes, Lumpy yes that's Lumpy <laughs> it just looks ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Adam and Joe when they put their mouths on things Lumpa Waru no point is he he hasn't got a nickname Lumpa Waru Lumpy Tom has a nickname uh, for him <laughs> Lumpy yeah Lumpy have you ever seen the Star Wars Christmas special Sean uh, yes I have it's, it's even worse than you could ever imagine isn't it it's kind uh, of scary how long is it it's about half an hour or is it it's like an hour it's, I think it's about an hour yeah and it's got fully like musical interludes and stuff and it's really sure weird it, it must be on YouTube oh, yeah it's on YouTube yeah you can check it out you've got to wonder how it how did it come about yeah it's one of those things that you watch and you're like but it had George My Lucas. Right George, now. George Lucas like fully approved it and everything. Yeah. He's obviously he's he's learnt his lesson now. Like he'll never release that ever. No. So we talked about it before about him going out and hunting down all the original copies. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> hunting down, <laughs> hunting down, taking them out the back and shooting them, <laughs> sniping them from afar <laughs> in three busters. <laughs> Uh, apparently, uh, throughout his youth, he was known as Lumpy. Then he rebranded himself. So you get for asking me to name another Wookiee. All right. Okay. <laughs> What's his mother's name? Oh, don't know. Malato Buck. Brilliant. <laughs> and his grandfather was a Titchy Chuck. There you go. Was that news? That was. Are you excited about seeing Chewbacca in Glee? No. Never seen Glee? I've never seen an episode of Glee. No. None of us have, so. But there you go. Officially jumped the shark, popped into a, hopped into a fridge and been nuked. Star Wars. 
gone. It's finished. There you go. Uh, trailer of the week. You picked trailer of the week this week, Tom, didn't you? Well, I can't. We were looking to see what we could uh, to, to to put on, and we had looked at Cabin in the Woods, which is Joss Whedon's new horror film. Yes. And we watched yes. the trailer, and we were a bit like, uh. and then a lot of people suggested The Last of Us, which is the new Sony exclusive that's come in, which has a trailer, but there's nothing really. Yeah, I mean, how, in the it's just it's stock footage of riots, yeah. and and it's like forty seconds long, and I didn't know whether we'd have much to talk about it. And then I saw this trailer. Um, you out there in the wild, I stumbled upon this trailer. All right. Um, so the trailer is for a game. It's an iPhone game, and it is called Time Ducks. And they're billing it as um, Frogger meets Braid. <laughs> uh, so let's watch the trailer now. To stop worrying and love to manipulation. Hey, go. Is that the greatest trailer we've ever had? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that extra bit is. Is that actual gameplay? Must be. Wow. <laughs> the single greatest trailer we've ever had on the, uh, on the podcast, that I think. amazing. That's, there's too much to um, sort of discuss and dissect about that. <laughs> you just give it a minute to rest. Just give yourself a second breathe. To, to, to breathe. But um, so much to talk about. <laughs> but it makes me want to buy it straight away. It's a I great love, trailer, isn't it? I love the time manipulation effect. It's like a really crap VHS tape. Yeah, yeah. Rewinding. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if it's like that in the game. I'm totally going to download it, is, it and have yeah. a look at it, yeah. It reminds me a bit of like... Um, you know, lost. Like yeah. they would find, they would finally open the hatch or whatever yeah. and play a video, and you'd be like, "Here it comes! They're going to explain everything." <laughs> and then you would see that. Like, yeah, and just think when you know everything, <laughs> llama. <laughs> and then, and then Justin Bieber. Yeah, Justin Bieber. So from what I gather, it's like it's, it's like so frog, Frogger, but across with Bray. So each animal's got a different time manipulation thing. And you've got to get all the animals across the road, and it's like uh, each one has a different thing. So meets animals of farthing wood as well. Yeah. So you have to draw lines across the road to get through the traffic, and each animal does something different to time. It uh, sounds really good, but I don't know what the two bands are, what that's all about, no. or the Bieber. two exercise, exercising men, or Justin Bieber. What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> Smoking crack. I love, the, I love um, the pixel art as well. Yeah. It's lovely. <laughs> but I really don't know. I don't <laughs> know what to say. That's, you know, it's one of those things that I've watched. There. More, more pressing question. Have away. we reviewed it yet for the oh, website? Can we do it? Sean, so. do you want to review a game for us? <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> that game. I would review the hell out of that game. 4,000 words. <laughs> How could you write anything less? <laughs> a little thesis. Just on the, just on the trailer. 4,000 words on the trailer. I'll do that way. But that's amazing. Um, uh, do you know who's behind that? Was it Tough Guy Studios. Tough Guy Studios. So, yeah. Um, yeah um, if you want to tell us what's going on. Yeah, feel free <laughs> yeah. to get in touch, yeah. Um, that was trailer of the week, I guess. I know. I really don't know how to continue from that. Yeah, how do you segue away from Time Ducks? Let, let's move away from Time Ducks and talk more about you, Sean, and uh, Joe Danger. <laughs> yeah. Can how I can just I follow that up? Yeah, I'll start. I'll start you off. But um, I was reading that you sold your house to set up Hello Games. Is that correct? <laughs> That's right. Not to not to set it up. Actually, that would have been 
that would have been stupid when we were you know halfway through and and destitute that's what i did it wow. so it was you know it was uh just done out of out of uh, desperation rather than, you know, but, a sensible move. Uh, uh, something else I was... Uh, <laughs> something that was well thought through. Or something else that I read was that, about the games and how you wanted to make a charming game. And that's, that's, that's what you really wanted to get from Joe Danger. And I think that's the one thing that really gets me every time I go back to Joe Danger is just how unbelievably charming the world is. Like the music, mm. the, just the, the way it plays, the character. I just think it's... Yeah, it's really... Really nice of you to say that. Yeah. Um, like, I think, uh, I guess the kind of, you see a lot of indies that make games like the games that they played when they were kids. Yeah. Right. So you see a lot of the indies who grew up maybe in the Spectrum era or yeah. whatever, and they make kind of Spectrum looking games. I have no idea what Tough Guy Studios yeah. grew up with, um, you know, <laughs> that made Time Ducks. I think they had um, a disturbing <laughs> childhood or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, for me, I grew up with like SNES, Mega Drive, that kind of thing. And yeah. I think there were like games were kind of like really bright and colorful yeah. and, and, and fun. Yeah. But they were also difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, if yeah, you yeah. see kind of a, a colorful looking game, it will be like a Facebook game or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the games that I grew up with were, you know, they were deep. You know, like Mario is a really deep yeah. game. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and yeah. we were talking about Mario Kart and yeah. stuff. You yeah, know, that is a, so many levels to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it can be really accessible, but it is. And there's really a surprising level of complexity. Yeah. Something, yeah. yeah it's deceptively Especially complex. the new one, like yeah. we were talking about, yeah. you know. Um, but it's still a charming game. And, and often you don't even take it in, and then you're playing for a while and you yeah. start thinking. You know, that's so awesome. There'll be little touches just everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what we aspired to like i don't know whether we fully achieved it and we'd like to achieve it more in future but i remember like right at the very start when we were just messing around i was talking about the lab we had just like you know kind of white boxes everywhere and like you know nothing had textures or anything like that um and the music that's in the game now i kind of like uh found that music from a, a composer and kind of like put it in and i was like you know saying no game has music like this. Wouldn't this be fun? You know, <laughs> yeah. and we we were joking about it at the time, but it just stayed in. You know, and it was things like that. We just yeah. wanted it to have like a sense of personality. I guess. Yeah. yeah. You know, games I grew up with, like Earthworm Jim or Toe Jam and Earl, or totally something like that. Yeah. You know, they had personality, and I played them, and I wanted to meet the guys who made them. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of like I love a lot of like AAA games. Yeah. You know, and I play them a lot, but you know they lose that that personality definitely yeah it's know. that humor and charm it's like it's an old friend yeah that, yeah. that you, you pick up and you go back to and you spot things like the, the thing with joe danger and i always so you, there's so much you can see but you're so concentrated into what joe's doing <laughs> yeah. and getting over that bit or jumping through that bit that there's so much you could miss so it's a really good game for i think someone to watch you play as well <laughs> so it's good if you've got someone sat with you and you can pass the controller between you um but yeah, so you've went, obviously you had the PSN game came out first. Yeah. And now you've made the leap to bringing it out for Xbox before Joe Danger the movie, which yeah. has come in like next year, maybe. Yeah. So what, what, how, what was that? How did that happen? Obviously, at first you were just initially exclusively Sony. And I know a lot of people were a bit upset that maybe you've taken it to Xbox Live. And it's like, yeah. well, how, how did that? It's a, it's a funny thing as like, as a developer, um, we weren't. Uh, we weren't exclusive to Sony. We hadn't yeah. been like 
paid any money or anything like that for it. Um, but it was just, we were a small studio and we could uh, afford to do it on one platform. Right. And Sony were really like supportive and yeah. helpful, you know what I mean? And, and helped us get it on there. Um, whereas there is, a, you know, a lot of indies talk about that with Microsoft. There is more of a barrier mm-hmm. right. to, to get your game on there. Um, and, you know, maybe I'm influenced a bit by being like a Sony fan myself and things like that. Um, and we, we brought the game to PSN. Uh, but I hope, I know some people will obviously be angry or maybe not fully understand the situation or whatever. Um, and that's always going to happen and probably unavoidable. But I'd hope most people... Um, you know, seem to be like it's, happy just for a, an indie studio to to bring their game out to more yeah, people. Yeah, As a developer, definitely. that's kind of what you want to do. Yeah, of course. Well, it's yeah, like you were yeah. saying about Skyrim. It's like you're, you were just happy to have Skyrim at the time. And like, yeah. I am so pleased that I had Joe Danger whenever it was <laughs> yeah. all that time ago. And now just happy that Xbox people who just have Xboxes will get to experience get to that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, obviously, it's, it's, it's a business thing, but it's also about just getting it out there to as many people as you can. Like, yeah. uh, So I don't understand why you'd... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we, we've, we've never been... It. We've never been, like, the savviest businessmen or anything like that. Uh, you know, we're kind of developers, first and foremost. We just made the game... Uh, and then you're just really happy to see it come out on a console. Probably if we were more savvy, we could have brought it out on everything at the same time yeah, and there'd yeah, be yeah. no problem or whatever. Yeah. I think it's cool that um, a lot of the Sony community got behind us and we owe them like everything, yeah. to be honest, you know, and we owe them. But hopefully they got the game and they got to enjoy it. And hopefully now more people will get to enjoy it. And it allows us to make what we do next much bigger, you know, yeah. which is what it's all about. So there's no plans to bring special edition to... To PlayStation, uh, not at the moment. I mean, we're going to see how it goes. The thing is, that's weird. Is we've actually made quite a lot of changes. Yeah. Um, so like you can't just fundamentally you can't just the patch game. the other one. Yeah, like we've <laughs> we've probably done something which we should never do, right? Most developers would just port their game. Yeah. They'd just be like, "Here it is, exactly the same." We just couldn't really bring ourselves to do that. There was levels that we hated and we deleted them and, you know, things that were too hard and we changed that and yeah. we changed the handling a bit and stuff like that, stuff I shouldn't admit to. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like, it was, you know, we can't resist doing that and there's no course, one to tell yeah. us not to. But if we were to patch it and, and, and those things are necessary for anything that we've added that's new, if we yeah. were to patch it, it would be weird for people. All the high scores wouldn't make sense. Levels right, that you had unlocked would disappear. Yeah. And they might be your favorite levels, even though we hate them. Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically you're the George Lucas of video games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can't resist making these changes that people will probably hate. So on that level we're playing out there, there was this big CGI dinosaur in the background. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that being in the PSN version. And what, what's, the, what's the future for, for Joe Danger then and, and for Hello Games? Is yeah, Obviously, you've got the movie coming up, which is Joe Danger the movie. You've not announced platform, platforms for that yet. No, no. And we don't really know them yet, to be no. honest. Um, we'll just see how that goes, obviously. Uh, I think for, for us, that will be kind of our last Joe Danger thing, you know. Um, no Joe Danger cart. No Joe Danger cart. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, uh, plushies and everything. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, because I think we only did the movie because we just had a really good idea and we liked the idea of doing it and we thought we could do something that was different enough. Jetpacks. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, just, we wanted to explore it in every way possible. And then we're kind of like 
done with that idea, yeah, yeah. you know, and we're on to like the next thing. And yeah. we don't want to be just some studio that just does one game yeah. and flogs it or whatever, yeah. you know, even though so many people say that to me and that that's what we should do and all that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, is yeah. Joe Danger in title fight? <laughs> <laughs> that be would good. be good. That would be good. Yeah, it's Nathan Drake. It's Sackboy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, is, um, do you think uh, digital distribution is going to be where Hello Games stays? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, most most people think the same as I would that, you know, much more is going to move to yeah. digital, basically. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think that's definitely where we're at and it, where where we can still make a game, stay quite small, and and then just let people decide whether they like it or not or yeah. whatever, you know, without we don't have publishers or anything like that, yeah. you know, and we want to stay kind of the size we're at, basically. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That, you know, at what point do you think... Uh, this game has done really, really well. I could, you know, we could turn our business of 10 people into a business of 50 people. And, you know, at what point do you just think, well, this is what this company is all about? Yeah. Uh, and at what point do you decide? Well, we were like, like I was saying, you know, we were four people when we did Joe Danger. Um, and we've hired a few more since then. Um, but we've still kept it really small. Yeah. Um, and we just kind of, we made Joe Danger PSN with too few people, we were really constrained, right. you know, and we just totally ran out of money at the end. Um, and we could have, uh, we could have gone much, much bigger after, yeah. after that. Um, but I think it's important that we stay quite small. Yeah. The, the traditional thing you've probably like working as a journalist, you've probably always seen like developers say, oh, we're starting small, we're going to stay small, and yeah. then the next year they're like 100 people or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And I think that's mainly driven by like publishers yeah. and that kind of retail mentality where they're like, this game's going to be triple A, let's put as many people as possible onto it, yeah. let's get out for this Christmas, you know. Uh, we are trying to avoid that, and I guess staying with digital, make games that are the size we want to make, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. and let people decide from that i guess and, uh, and as you were mentioning like earlier uh, that that way you get involved in every kind of stage of the game as well rather yeah. than focusing on one tiny little part yeah and i so, think you know i don't want to go back to what i was doing before which is kind of not making a game really yeah you know when we were at criterion when you're a couple of hundred people or whatever it's nobody no one person is making that game no. you know which yeah. is kind of like, it's brilliant because you can make a much bigger game, but it's kind of sad as well because yeah. nobody's actually, you know, can say this is mine. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Um, and hopefully we're at the size where we can all say that, you know, which is cool. The most important thing I want to ask you about Joe Danger coming to Xbox Live is will there be Avatar outfits? Uh, there will. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Finally! It's so, it's so funny. Uh we we because we've got codes for the first time we could download the game ourselves. yeah yesterday which sounds really strange but we could download it and then we could put on our the avatar costume that you get right <laughs> wow. which is joe danger 
right? So you can you unlock Joe as like a full costume kind of thing. Uh, and then when we did that, we had it on a retail Xbox, so we could go and play other games as Joe. So we just took him on a tour, basically. <laughs> we were like, you know, let's let's show him around. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, we put it out, um, out that you were coming into the podcast out to our community for questions, but we are running very low on time. So okay. I've only got one for you uh, from Mike Stubbsy. He says, which podcast is better, the IGN UK podcast or the Eurogamer podcast? Oh, uh, the IGN, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Was he from Eurogamer? <laughs> <laughs> from Martin Robinson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to listener FU and I've got the first piece of feedback from Dale Lennon Uh, obviously he's talking about the top gaming moments which we have started on the site this week Uh, his favourite gaming moments from Final Fantasy X has great memories for him he he doesn't actually say what his moment is he just says his gaming moment is from Final Fantasy X I think there's something about a dance there isn't there someone's dance Oh, sorry, yes, it's Yuna's Dance, sorry, yes. I haven't seen Yuna's Dance. Anyone here seen Final Fantasy X's Yuna's Dance? Anyway, we'll have to check it out on YouTube, but anyway, that is a game that he played more than anything else uh, at that time in his his life, and he says he considers it both a work of art, uh, and uh, both visually and written. Yes. That's the thing about the moments, isn't it? It's all very subjective and personal. Very subjective. Um, I've got another moment here from Jacob Lawson. His favourite moment in a video game ever was leaving the house for the first time on Pokemon Yellow. Because <laughs> he was stuck in the house for an hour, unable to work out how to leave. Because he was five years old. He went up to every plant and every fortile in the whole house, pressing the A and B button. And he didn't find out how to leave the house until he went to school the next day and somebody told him. <laughs> Surely just the door. I don't, I don't know. know. I've never played I, it. So I, I play Pokemon, Pokemon Red and Blue. All, don't, they all start the same, though, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe I had to like dig your way out <laughs> and then deposit the soil in the, 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 the <laughs> wow in the great in the Great Escape. Uh, Stuart Riley wrote in with his favourite moment, and it's from a game called Dark Cloud, which is on a demo disc he got with his PS2. Uh, in the second I village, there's a big guy called Goro, and he jumps on you and tries to attack you. He'll always remember this because the first day. <laughs> because the day before he fell on a kid at school and broke his leg and he just saw himself as Goro <laughs> God. That's, it. that's a moment where you really identify with the character and do, 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 do you have a favourite moment a video game moment uh, Sean Sorry, just I don't, bring that I don't on know you. what it would be but I was just your story of uh, like being five and not being able to find your way out of the Pokemon <laughs> house I re- always remember like my favorite game as a kid, going down to the arcades and playing Space Invaders, right, which was there. There was like an old cabinet. Yeah. And I used to just play it for hours. And when I was about 20, my brother told me that actually, you know, there were no coins in. And I used to just be playing <laughs> like five oh, years really? old, just able to reach the just <laughs> thought I was playing, but it was just the demo. <laughs> like the and that was one of my, you know, it was one of my yeah. lasting memories. Like that was the first game. You're I was, like, I was you know, pretty good. I was <laughs> pretty good at Space Invaders. <laughs> I, was, I was the Mozart of Space Invaders. But he said people used to, I used to think that I had people watching me. You know, like yeah. excited at how well I was doing. Well, they just and I was really. Go. They you, just you wanted you were to Steve play. And they were like, <laughs> he's going oh, for the kill no. screen. He's going yeah. for the kill screen. <laughs> uh, last week we asked for audio feedback. People sending audio feedback. We actually got something, so I'm going to play it now. But um, 
I might be the only person able to hear this in the room. Hi guys, this is Andreas from Nuremberg and I was one of the few who actually left a voice message on your phone in days way back when. Either everybody sent in crap or I don't know why no one is taking up your request to send in voice messages via email to you. So I'm sending one from Nuremberg, Germany and hope you put a pin on the map after sending a couple of emails and not being answered. As you may know from previous communications, I'm hooked on UK comedy shows. Uh, I bought basically all your previous recommendations, starting with Inbetweeners, Misfits, Psycho Will, whatever. So uh, my question to you is, what is this year's recommendation? And what should I get myself for Christmas? What should he want? What should he get this year for Christmas? <laughs> that, that's it. That's it. Yeah. There's more as well. There's a, a, a song that his seven-year-old daughter composed, which I'll put at the end of the podcast, so keep me out for that. Um, but yeah, what, uh, what British comedies have, have hit this year that he should get, get involved with? I don't think anything that's good happened, has it? Fresh Meat was okay. Fresh Meat was okay. Um, comedy, I've watched a lot of comedy. Andreas, did you watch Nathan Barley? You need to go back and watch Nathan Barley. Apparently it's only five pounds on iTunes at the moment. Oh, yeah. So no. I thought Psychoville season two was a bit of a letdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is, um, did you see uh, Black Mirror? Is yes. Comedy or is that not just really? Kind of well, yeah, it's kind of comedy. It's kind of uh, satire. Right. Life's too short. Has anyone seen that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah life's too short. All right. Yeah. So there you go. Thanks for sending in your audio feedback, Andreas. Keep up the good work. Um, next bit of feedback is from Arjun Tahim. Um, first, he wants to say he's a fan of the podcast, and I think he's tried to meet up with us a few times, but. Something always seems to get in the way. He tried to come to Kapow but missed it. He missed Podcast 100 because he had to retake his exams. And he said it'd mean a lot to him if we could say hello. Hello. Hello, hello. hello Arjun. And he's, he has one question that's been posed to our American colleagues. Um, if you could trade a game series f- uh, on a rival platform, what would you pick? So Alan Wake f- for Infamous, if you could do a trade. Right. See, it's okay. So my home platform really is the PlayStation. That's the game I play everything on. So if I could bring one series over from Xbox to, to oh, actually, do you know what it would be? It would probably be something like Mario. Actually, it would be Mario, Super Mario Galaxy. Really? Bring it over to the PlayStation. Yeah. See, why I, would you do that? And then I would give them. What would I give them? Uh, Motorstorm. <laughs> See, what I think would have been quite a good trade, into, you know, this is not just because Sean's here, but it, before um, Joe Danger came out on Xbox, I think quite a good trade would have been Super Meat Boy yeah. for Joe Danger. Yeah. Because I love Super Meat Boy, and that is a very hard, punishing, complex game, but it has a similar sensibility as a character that's got a lot of character. Yeah. <laughs> So and you, we played that the other day. You had to go on. Yeah. Oh, and God. You just, just but it, but once you achieve a level, the sense of gratification so is amazing. You don't like it, do you? Uh, it's it's too, yeah, you've I, got to give it the time. Yeah, uh, you're too short temper, aren't you? What about you, Alex? Well, the thing is, I I I'm a man of many consoles. You are. You are I'm like the Joseph of the gaming world. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Fritzel. So, he just has yes. a spectrum. <laughs> Um, so I, I must admit, I don't really. I, I play anything that I want to. Play the game, Alex. Swap <laughs> right. one for another. Okay. Thinking. This might Co- take a while. Oh, come I, on, really, to I really like the idea of you trading Mario. All of the Mario games, <laughs> which aren't we? Fifty percent of the games. And I'll give you Motorstorm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that sounds fair. <laughs> Nintendo game. Well, I don't know if that's fair trade. Tom's a con man. Tough. And what, what? I want Zelda too. Yeah. <laughs> Uncharted and Gears of War. 
you could swap them. those both over. Well, you, I think it's good for people because you always get people saying it's getting better than mine, and then and then. Whereas if people could play it and actually see which is better, yeah. Like I do know people that uh, only ever play on PS3. They've never played on Xbox, and I just think, you know, you can afford to buy an Xbox. You're missing out on good games, and vice versa. Yeah, definitely. So, we can't all be made of money, though, Alex. Can we? No, no. Unlike me, uh, I've got an email from David Kidder from Fargo in North Dakota. Oh, where's that? A, is that where the is actual it, Fargo? No, it's in in the US. I don't know where about the, the, the actual US Fargo is. is in North Dakota, Nebraska, or something. Uh, but so uh, this week he was listening to the podcast uh, and he fell asleep for the night. Uh, he was listening to <laughs> wait, one what, what a great endorsement. wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute so he was listening uh, with his headphones in and shortly after falling asleep uh, he had one earbud in and he had his volume set to minimum so he could fall asleep uh, and he'd taken a dose of codeine oh my god he was woken up by the resounding Leroy Jenkins at the start of the news so uh, yeah, he just says thanks for making sure I was paying attention we should do that occasionally just have a sound effect to yeah. make sure people are still listening we do that for people who are falling asleep and people who are driving <laughs> but I, I love the fact that he was fully dosed up on codeine and, and asleep but yet Leroy Jenkins still managed to penetrate his brain <laughs> uh, next email is from a, a very old friend of the show it's Michael Gorf El Gorferino he says have you ever had a Christmas present bought for you that you knew what it was because it was bought for you way in advance of Christmas and it just drove you crazy because you couldn't have it. At the moment, in my girlfriend's wardrobe, it is Mario 3D Land and it's driving me crazy knowing it's sitting there and I can't play it. I uh, I found a Christmas present for me, in, uh, in bizarrely, in the drawer next to one of my clothes drawers. Like So I've got, like, my drawers are there and Charlotte's got some paperwork and I just went in it the other night and there there is my Star Wars Blu-ray. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Don't announce what it is. She the mystique. Everyone was unwrapping it in their heads then for Christmas. All right. For you. Well, the question is, though, is it the original trilogy or the prequels? I hope it's all, all of them. them. I hope it's all of them. See, now it's, it's a mystery. Now it's, it's a mystery. Once I got the new um, Nintendo Super Scope, found it wrapped up. It was either that or a big tube of Smarties. <laughs> but I could tell it was a Super Scope because it had the shoulder pad. I remember finding out that I'd been bought the Lego pirate ship uh, for Christmas. When I, and that was all I ever wanted was the Lego pirate ship. It was huge as well. It was I like remember, that big. Yeah. came with monkeys and string that held that out. Was awesome. You were really happy with that last year. <laughs> <laughs> Good. What, about, yeah. what about you, Sean? Uh, Street Fighter 2 on the SNES I actually I think I bought half of it so I still knew it was coming but then I had to wait ages but it was so sweet it's hard yeah I remember even as a kid finding games well obviously I was looking for them that my mum had bought me Falcon got a Falcon on Atari ST or something like that Operation Wolf as well (laughs) amazing scenes (laughs) Console Christmas is the best Christmas. Yeah, you console. console. Go, the, the console comes out. Remember when I got my PS2 and I got blue um, DVDs with it. And you put a DVD in, it's like the quality of this yeah. is the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I got yeah. seven and I got Jaws on Blu-ray. Put them in on a little tiny TV. Wow, how old were you? I don't know. Seven on, on DVD. Yeah, not Blu-ray. You, no, 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 DVD. Um, but seven. No, not seven. You did say you got seven. Seven. Yeah, the movie. The movie. Oh, but not right. when I was seven. So it would have been an eighteen, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. Oh, right. I, d- I was pro- probably so, not 18. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yet your parents bought you those movies. They were reckless. I'm not saying they were the best parents in the world. <laughs> I think they should be banged up. I, I <laughs> would Take have liked it if they had bought you seven 
Because you were seven. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a seven. It is age Worst appropriate. birthday ever. Mom, what's in the box? It's a present, darling. It's an age appropriate movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it for listening feedback. That is, uh, that is it for listening feedback. Uh, so let's move on to predictions. Uh, but first, the games that are coming out this week. How much this week? Just well, there is. What's oh, just next? Oh, is that next week? Is that classes next week? That's classes next week, I think. What? Joe Danger? Yeah. That's next week. I'm not yeah. just being rude. Yeah, oh, yeah, nothing's yeah, coming, yeah, out. coming out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Just Dance 3 is coming out, but that must be a version that isn't... Is that... That's the new Just Dance, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but yeah. Just Dance 3 is in the charts already. Oh, is it? Yes. I don't uh, know. What have you done, Daniel? Kez is not here. No, it's but I think it's... it's an, is it the Connect I think version? it might be either the Move or Connect version, so... Okay. Uh, and then also, it's the return of Dizzy, Prince of the Oak Folk. Yeah, he's out on the iPhone and iPad. Are you excited by that? You're a big Dizzy fan? I, I was. and then, wanted it to be a new game. Yeah, I wanted it to be a new game, I think. But um, yeah. I'll, probably, I'll still probably get it. Has it been out? How much it is? No, I don't know. think so. There was an event the other day that we were invited to and we didn't go. And the, um, the Oliver, Oliver twins were there. Right. Yeah. And we could have met them. We should have gone. Why didn't we go? Don't know. Keza got invited, but we didn't you, go. You would have got little uh, dizzy badges as well. Oh, what? I gave you dizzy badges. <laughs> My IM uh, logo is dizzy, and it has been for for a long time. I've been waiting for this day, and been keeping it real. Holding the messed it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so okay, Sean, you're going to do the predictions. What What do you think are going to be the top three in the charts next week? This week it was. So this week it was. COD, Modern Warfare, uh, FIFA 12, and Assassin's Creed Revelations. Uh, well, given that I don't know what else is coming out that would be in that chart, I don't think there's much well, big, is there? Just, a, yeah, yeah, was there? There's another version there. of Just Dance 3 and then Dizzy, but obviously that's on iPhone. There's uh, no other major console no. race. Well, I won't be here next week to live with this mistake <laughs> uh, no but we so will I think read out your phone number on the podcast I think surely similar right uh, Call of Duty at number one yep we'll stay there FIFA FIFA Assassins I'll, I'll read FIFA. through the top ten so you can get a feel of what's going on Call of Duty FIFA 12 Assassin's Creed Revelations Just Dance 3 Skyrim Saints Row the Third Professor Layton Mario Kart 7 Battlefield 3 and Super Mario 3D Land I reckon, let's say there is a new Just Dance. Let's give that number two. Because that's at number so four at the moment, so there's a good chance that that could come back in. Okay. Yep. Just Dance uh, number two. And good Christmas purchase as that's well. That's what Tom did last week. He predicted the rise of FIFA because people are about maybe picking up the Christmas gifts now. Yeah, it's a good so you, time. Yeah, th- yeah. You're thinking about a different audience and something like Skyrim. Everyone who buys Skyrim yeah, buys it week one. That. Yeah. Uh, and then FIFA. At three. I there think it's go. strong. Yeah. It's strong. I think that's what I would, I would have gone for. So let's see how you do uh, on next week's podcast. Daniel, what movie's coming out? Puss in Boots. Mm. <sighs> I saw the trailer. The trailer was quite amusing, but I just, I I'm not a big fan of the Shrek films in general. No. no. I didn't even like the first one, which was kind of universally acclaimed. That's, yeah. I don't like that character. I don't like that kind of... Just as you were talking about him, the, he the drove past on a bus. On a bus. <laughs> Uh, just, just two eyes looking S- in at scowling you, scowling at me. You don't like my movies. Over, over one billion. No, it's Jason Manford. Um, made over a billion dollars, but no, do you like them? No, I don't like that no. whole postmodern fairy tale. Oh, we're so smart. They, um, I think they dated really quickly as well. Yeah, um, Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. Yeah, not a fan of the Harold and Kumar movies. Don't like any of the movies this week. And another Earth. 
Did What's you say that, that they discovered Space. another Earth as well? So there's the premise of another Earth is there's, a, there's is an exact other Earth in our atmosphere that comes near our planet. With an ex- everyone's got an exact copy on that planet, right? Uh, and it's like some sort of meta like romance between two people on different worlds. And, and but they're also this week, so they've actually happened. discovered a real yeah. other Earth that's like the same size, same. Yeah, but it's we, we don't know if there are. Maybe it's a PR stunt. Well, I think it's a PR stunt. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's, <laughs> it has the same atmosphere and stuff, but it's twice the size. Oh, is that right? So maybe okay. everyone's twice the size. Wow! wow. wow. Giant wow. Land the giant. I might be five foot. Everyone else. There's somebody on that planet on a massive chair, reading out quiz questions. I like the idea of having a big version of me just to hang out with. Yeah, pick you up as well. Yeah, yeah. Ventriloquism. Uh, <laughs> you get that down off the shelf <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was in the top three this week right, I'm, well I'm, I'm going to see if Tom can work his magic on the movie charts yeah, oh really go for it Tom well, okay so I don't think any of those are going to dent the t- oh actually no wait I'll tell a lie okay so this week it was Arthur Christmas Happy Feet 2 and Twilight Saga yep. so I'm going to predict that Puss in Boots will go in at number one Ooh. Puss in Boots okay. and then I'm going to say that Arthur Christmas is two and Happy yep. Feet 2 is three there you go yeah. no Twilight no Twilight End of the road. Yeah. Okay. Again, we'll see, see how well Tom does next week. Uh, we've got a couple of plugs. Uh, yeah. Uh, just a reminder, first of all, to send us your uh, nin- uh, Mario and Nintendo... J- just Mario jokes? Mario, Mario jokes. Mario jokes, yeah. Mario jokes. Um, we will be, fact- uh, we'll be checking to make sure you've not just stolen them off the internet. So, um, yeah, send them to UKComps <laughs> at IGN.com for a chance to win an Ice White 3DS and Mario 3D Land. And also, if you want to win a PS3, um, we're giving away one um, because of The Darkness 2, which is coming out in February. So all you need to do is Google... Um, win a PlayStation 3 with IGN Darkness 2 and you'll find the competition there that's quite a big Google search isn't it it's a big one but, uh, <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have a better way of, of sending you there but uh, yeah you can win a PlayStation Darkness 2 and also a life-size Darkling statue that's what nice. Yeah. First, it. we give away a, a life-size dwarf. Now we're giving Lloyd. Still can't get rid of it. Still can't get rid of it. Still can't get rid of it. I think <laughs> we should let him out of the box. It's a bit we sad. Should, we should build I, him. Well, I had the idea that we should put him in the lift and just let him ride the floors. <laughs> so that'd, be, kind of, that'd be kind of weird, wouldn't <laughs> it? Yeah. Kind of weird. For other people in the in the, in the building <laughs> that we work in. Dwarf yeah. in there. Swinging his axe. And that's it. Swinging his axe. That's it for this week's podcast. Thanks for listening as always. And uh, thank you, Sean, for coming in. Thank you, Sean. And uh, we will be back the same time next week. Yes. Don't forget to download Joe Danger next week. There you go. Yes. Uh, until then, see you later. Bye. 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 Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.